When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the John Favreau's My Daddy podcast with Jessica Garcia and Monica Montoya. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. And welcome to John Favreau's My Daddy, the podcast. The podcast for you, the podcast for me, the podcast <laughs> for we. Monica and I are kind of uh, we're kind of bugging out right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we had a we had a slow slow start before this, and we were really worried our energies were going to be down. Um, so we're actually gonna pull over your car if yeah. you're in your car <laughs> if you're in the car, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe do this with us. Monica and I are gonna take a shot because we want to have our energy high for this yeah, episode. Uh, <laughs> for those of you listening and following along, it is Casamigos Tequila Blanco. <laughs> so uh, take out the bottle that you conveniently keep in the back of your car. Yeah, do that. Um, if you want to pause it and run to the store, that's fine. That's too. also as, that's also fine. Um, but uh, you know, whatever you have at home is fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh so three two one monica are you ready i'm ready okay it's shot time baby shot time we have the salt and the lime and everything asmr we're fucking prepared <laughs> all right <laughs> oh monica's still going for those of you who don't know we're drinking <laughs> shots out of espresso cups. yeah because we don't have shot glasses here right now <laughs> and the pour it was big. It was a big pour. It was enormous. Monica's husband, Aaron, um, also does our audio. the one who is responsible for this. And apparently he doesn't know how to, how to pour things. So if shit gets a little crazy. I apologize <laughs> in advance. <laughs> uh, but we're, we're fucking, we're ready. Let's go. Okay, Monica, who are we yes. talking about today? Uh, today we're talking about good old Sandy B, baby. Sandra Bullock. SB. It's post shot. We uh, hope you guys feel as good as we do. Yeah. I just want to let everyone know that um, right now we're currently in my uh, dining room table. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, we have about four drinks each. Yeah. I, Monica's <laughs> drink, uh, Aaron over here is drinking an iced coffee. Monica's got a booch. She's got her tequila. I think. What else do you have over there? Um, I water. also have my water. I have a LaCroix, a green tea guava mixture. Shout out to Mara's. <laughs> Amara, we we just ate some arepas from there. So mm-hmm. good. If you're in Pasadena, it's a great place for arepas. Si. And then I have um, some water and the rest of my massive tequila shot. Yeah, I don't know if you guys heard. My I don't tequila know cup, actually. <laughs> I don't know if we'll keep it in, but I gulped I'm going to keep sipping during this episode, so things get a little nuts. Nuts. Crazy. You know why? <laughs> it's because Jessica had one shot and uh, that's all it takes, <laughs> folks. It's quarantine. Uh, anyway, we're talking about a girl, Sandy B, today. Sandra. Um, uh, we'll Everyone ta- loves her. We love her. Uh, we'll be talking about one of the greatest female icons of the early 90s, 2000s, and honestly, even now, uh, the insanely iconic, the elusive, the beautiful, the stunning. So beautiful. So beautiful. Like, kind of shockingly so. Like, when you first see her, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, oh she's Jane. pretty. Yeah. And then you look at her and you're like, no, you're My gorgeous. God. You're gorgeous. <laughs> Academy Award winner Sandra Bullock stole our hearts as a relatable but badass female character in countless films. Uh, 
she's spent over three decades creating and producing some pretty memorable films from thrillers like Bird Box to romantic comedies like The Proposal and even dramas like Gravity, which we will not be talking about. I re- I'm uh, full disclaimer. I have an incredible fear of space. Like all, <laughs> like I'll, you hear I'll, that NASA. <laughs> I'll, Don't hire her. I'll watch like Star Wars because it's like fake space. It's fake space, but real a movie where a woman is just <laughs> flying through space, and you're supposed to think that she could potentially survive. Fuck no, guys. Anything that makes me think about dying that much is a big no for me. So that's why we're not talking about gravity today. <laughs> we don't do existential dread or space. No, on this podcast. We only do fake space. <laughs> fake space is it? Is is fake? Is does Star Trek also have fake space, or that's, is that real space for you? Is I would qualify. I would say that that's fake space because we. <laughs> Are not traveling to that extent, you know? I mean, but gravity is like, let's take a real thing and like make it happen. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Like, like, I do. There was no element of magical realism in that movie, except for the fact that she survived. True. (laughs) That's the fakest thing in there. Exactly. Um, I'm so sorry if I spoiled gravity for you. The uh, bitch lives. (laughs) The bitch lives on. Um, but anyway, back to Sandy B. Yeah. She hasn't appeared on a TV show in over a decade. Uh, she speaks German fluently. I did so, not know that. Um, hello, water glass scene in Miss Congeniality, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Dankeschön very much. (laughs) She actually spent the majority of her childhood in Germany, fun fact, which is why she can speak it fluently and flawlessly. Uh, If you look at an interview with Sandra Bullock speaking German, you'll know what I mean. Um, And finally, the most important (laughs) factoid, she was the voice of Miriam in The Prince of Egypt, uh, delivering the most iconic line the film has, which is, I know to whom I speak, Erin. (laughs) Aaron. Monica also coincidentally says that a lot to her own husband. That's true. Named Aaron. <laughs> it's a, it's just a fun, a fun, a fun little It's a thing. fun bit that we have. <laughs> anyway, man, let's get into it. Alrighty. What, what movies are we talking about today? Okay, guys. It is my absolute uh, privilege. <laughs> Monica hates the movie we're about I hate to talk this about. Movie. I app I top ten movies. I had never seen it until like two weeks ago, and I'm obsessed with it. Um, 1994, kids. What a year. I was not born yet. Um, Neither was I. <laughs> um, we're talking about Speed. Speed. Directed by Jan de Bont, written by Graham <laughs> Yost. However, apparently, Joss Whedon is uncredited as a writer, but he rewrote the script for the most part and is supposedly responsible for a lot of the dialogue. So I we will it. credit him here. But um, that's just the word on the street. I don't know if it's actually true. Yeah, we we what we do is we go out onto the street and hear words <laughs> from Hollywood executives. Who I go whisper. I go onto the streets of Los Angeles while COVID is happening, and I poll people on uh, exactly and that's what the they, on what they've heard. So that's truly the word <laughs> on the street. So here's a little summary of the movie: Los Angeles police officer Jack, played by Keanu Reeves, angers a retired bomb squad member Howard Payne, played by Dennis Hopper, very well by foiling his attempt to, at taking hostages. In revenge, Payne arms a bus with a bomb that will explode if it drops below 50 miles per hour. With the help of a passenger, Annie, played by Sandra Bullock, Jack and his partner, Harry, played by Jeff Daniels, try to save the people on the bus before the bomb goes off while also trying to figure out how Payne is monitoring them. Wow. What a summary. 
let me start this off by Jeez. saying I don't like action movies and have had a reputation for a while of really hating action movies. And I do. And I do. So when I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this, um, I was I was concerned that I would hate it. Like me. But here's a hot tip for you guys. If you don't like act, if you think you don't like action movies, pop an edible. You will love action movies. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) My my notes in this movie are just like the rantings of an like an insanely high person because it's all written in caps with lots of exclamation points. She just watched it while she was high, folks, in case you didn't get that subtlety. It's the it's incredible. Monica, why don't you like this movie? Let's start with that, though. Um, I find it to be very cheesy and not in the way that I like. Mm-hmm. Not, okay. in, not in like the, uh, you know, the nacho cheese way, but like the cheese whiz way. OK, I think a lot of people would argue that they like cheese whiz. Yeah, exactly. And if you like cheese whiz, you know, fill fill your <laughs> mouth with it, you know. Make a pile. Make a pile as high as the sky. I don't judge you. <laughs> Just like I hope you don't judge me for enjoying nacho cheese. If you're not familiar with this movie, the action starts from literally... Minute one, second the one. Min- within the first minute of the movie, you see a car fly through the air and land mm-hmm. on the ground and Jeff Daniels and Keanu Reeves get out. Basically. Also, I don't know about you, Monica, but like... For some reason, I have an immense attraction to Jeff Daniels. Am I the only one in this camp? You're not the only one. He's not like <laughs> a hot guy. No, but he's But like I am very spicy. attracted to him. Yeah. <laughs> and not just when he's young. Like, even now, I see Jeff Daniels and things, and I'm like, hmm. Mm. Hey, Jeff. Especially in this movie. And I found I was so attracted to him because he's, like, an expert on bombs. And he knows everything about bombs and how to disarm, like, all of them. Mm. And his knowledge about bombs, I was like, ooh. You're so knowledgeable about things you, that you could blow up so in so much about bombs. <laughs> Um, so the one thing that I, okay, this is what I will give the film. The film does tension beautifully. I will say that. I do enjoy how much tension is in this film. And I love Keanu. I will love him till the day I die. Mm-hmm. I adore him. I recently watched uh, Always Be Your Maybe or whatever the fuck that movie is called on Netflix mm-hmm. with Ali Wong. And He's in that? What's his face? He's in that. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, he plays one of the love interests. Oh, wow. And he plays himself. He plays himself. He like plays his himself. name is Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm not. And I'm not shitting you. I have to watch this movie. Immediately. You have to watch this movie. Uh, <laughs> and he's super sexy in that movie, just like in this movie. But basically, I will. I will commend this film for Sandy B's performance, Keanu's performance, and yeah. the amount of tension. Just the amount of like sheer tension in this film well, done very well. Here's the thing. Like, I don't know if people think that this is like a real well-written movie. It's not <laughs> I, pop quiz. I don't know what this word on the street <laughs> is about that. But what I will say is I loved how it was written so much. Like, screenwriters out there, you wish you wrote speed is what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the lines in this movie are so incredible. Like, when Dennis Hopper is fighting with Keanu at sometime near the beginning, and Dennis Hopper goes there's going to be a day where you wish you'd never met me. Oh, and yeah. Keanu goes, mister, I'm already there. Oh my God. <laughs> just all the repeating lines it's in this film. line after line like that, just like zingers back and forth. Which oh is what God. I hate about it. But apparently <laughs> what Jessica loves about it. I re- I usually don't like things like that, but for some reason, Keanu saying it, I don't know. I fucking loved I'm into it. it. I'm I into loved it. it so much. Uh, 
And Sandra is really good in this movie. She has her iconic bob in this movie. It makes an appearance at uh, the 30-minute mark. Mm -hmm. And you know you're in for a ride then. But yeah, um, I have a lot of fun facts about this movie that I think the audience needs to hear. Please, tell me. Uh, Because, you know, I had to channel my energy in a different way since I couldn't say anything nice about this film. But um, basically, I don't know if you know this, but Keanu Reeves did all of his own stunts. I did know that, actually. Okay, you know what? I, just, I, I, I knew that before you told me, though, to be fair. Okay. okay That's a okay. fun fact I did know. Okay. Tell well, me more fun facts. Do you have more? I do. Okay. I do. Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. Had to learn to drive a bus. <laughs> she <laughs> drove the bus in the movie? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I didn't know that. She drove it all by herself. <laughs> I guess that actually, I mean, it does make sense because I knew she did the driving and miscongeniality. Yeah, she had to get she had to get a special license to drive to bus. drive a bus. She had to apply for the license, get the license, you know, get it mailed to her. That's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> and then, like, actually drive the bus. She drove it. Did she jump it over the freeway? Fuck you! No, she didn't. No, she didn't. <laughs> the fact that they did actually jump it over a freeway is crazy. I mean, I guess that's how that would work. You wouldn't just do it digitally. But <laughs> basically, this movie was written as a quote unquote better version of Runaway Train. Okay, another really good part of this movie. If you like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, um, Alan Ruck is in this movie. And for those who don't know, he's the guy who plays Cameron. I know he doesn't look like an Alan, but we won't get into that. When Cameron was (laughs) in Egypt's land, let let my Cameron go. You're welcome. You're welcome. Anyway, he's in this movie. He's really, really funny. He plays like an out-of-towner who just wants to see Los Angeles, but he happens to be on the bus. (laughs) And he has some of like the funniest out-of-nowhere one-liners. Like, oh, God. You guys, just could you just go watch Speed? Just go watch Speed. That's true. Just go watch it honestly make up your mind <laughs> make up your mind about it and actually you know what we'll 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 put out an instagram post and comment on that post uh follow, go follow us at at john favreau is my daddy on instagram on instagram yeah. uh we'll go ahead and post a post uh and it'll say something along the lines of like what the fuck do you think about speed mm-hmm. uh and let us know because i'm truly truly genuinely interested in knowing what you think about speed because i have my own feelings about it i think that the cheesiness of it all overpowers the story and jessica thinks the exact opposite which is totally fine um you know who also thinks the exact opposite monica what quentin tarantino it's one of his most favorite movies (laughs) one of his favorite movies since the since 1992 i'm sorry if i don't trust Quentin Tarantino's opinion. Okay, please. Because he's really in defeat and that freaks me the fuck out. Listen, people have their things. Stop king shaming. That is not, I'm not what this king podcast shaming. is about. <laughs> I'm just upset that he always. Why does he include feet in every single fucking movie? Because he likes feet. Okay. What do you want from the man? I don't know. <laughs> just don't watch his movies. I don't then. have my list of demands yet. <laughs> um, the, the only thing I would say about this movie that I don't like. And it's not even that I don't like it. I just think it's, I, I it just adds to the insanity in an unnecessary way. Is that they just fucking, they had to throw a, a romance plot in there. I know. These fuckers know nothing about each other, Keanu and Sandra. They know zero things except their names. And I, I don't actually think she finds his name out until later. I think that's like a point in the movie where they're like, oh, also my name is Jack. 
they fall in love by the very end of the film which is so stupid and they make a joke about fucking each other like within two seconds of being like i like you and then they're like oh i guess we're just gonna have to bond by like having sex with each other they say it better than that but that's what they're saying that's true and that's when i was like all right okay speed you know what (laughs) the funny thing about speed and the reasons it doesn't work or does work um it always works it uh yost realized too late what jack could have done to save everyone a lot of lives and time do you want to know what What was was? that uh what do you mean he realized too late too late like post movie (laughs) (laughs) what could he have done monica uh janet maslin of the new york times wrote in her review of speed that jack could have simply shot out the bus tires before it reached 50 miles per hour and armed the and disarmed the bomb uh i don't think that would have worked that's what she said the bomb was under the bus the bus would have like flown off the freeway this bit she doesn't know anything (laughs) she's in the new york times and what does that tell us monica you know what Check your publications, people. That bus would have flown off the fucking freeway and everyone would have died. Maybe she wasn't accounting for lives. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you wanted the movie to just be over, they could have just stopped the bus and everyone dies. That's a very true. You know, I agree. This also what I what I what I like about this movie is that they initially were like, oh, it'll just end when they get off the bus. And that'll be it. But then they were like, no, there has to be something more. So then they added the subway scenes. But they were like right. already way over budget exactly. and hadn't shot them. So they just showed the test audiences storyboards. And the audience was like, yeah, yeah, you have to do the subway scenes. So then they get on a second type of vehicle. And having <laughs> just like an abridged version of the first hour of the film. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. That is so- and then it ends. <laughs> no. <laughs> and in that second vehicle, there's also another gap in the track. So in when they're on the bus, there's a gap in the freeway and they're like, we're going to have to jump it. And then you think the movie's over and then they get on a subway train and then there's a gap in the subway track and they're like, we're going to have to oh, jump it. And I was sitting there like, <laughs> t- you get two jumps, two gap jumps in one movie. What the fuck is this? <laughs> they don't actually end up needing to jump it because things happen. Yeah. And, you know, watch the movie. There's a decapitation, which is really great. Which is my f- least favorite thing oh, about this movie. It's so funny. And it's preceded by like a really, really, really funny line from Keanu. Aww. So. Get Guys, watch what fucking watch speed. Sandra Bullock is so good in this. She's so sassy and like, I will say, Sandra Bullock was the only thing about this movie that I. That she's I quite literally truly, holding it down because she's absolutely. driving the bus. She she's the one in control here, and what Sandra does to like make it all happen is really awesome. And there is one like, I mean, it's an action movie, so like the acting isn't like you know the best, the best. But there is one really good acting moment when Keanu like loses his cool, and he's like, "No, we're gonna die. like this is over now. We're gonna die." Right. And Sandra has to like talk him off the ledge and be like, "No, we can figure this out." She's literally the glue. Yeah, she's the Dead. fucking glue. Yeah, she's the fucking glue. Oh man, we love her. We love it. I love speed. <laughs> Jessica loves speed. Jessica loves speed. Monica feels indifferent about speed. <laughs> I mean, well, before she said she hated it, so maybe we've made progress yeah, within I, this discussion. I think you made progress. Uh, she does not feel the need for speed. 
I'll always feel the need for speed. <laughs> uh, but uh, if you pop it on, I, I'll sit and watch it. 20 out of 10 stars for me. What do you think? Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go with that. Okay. Okay. On to the next, baby. On to the next Sandy B movie. What's next? Practical magic. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. 1998, the best year in the world. <laughs> you want to give us a? You want to give some deets about the movie, Monica? Yes, of course. Uh, Practical Magic, <laughs> 1998, directed by Griffin Dunn, Dunn. written by Robin. S- I believe it's Swicord. Swicord. If it's not, don't correct us. It is what it is. Uh, <laughs> Akiva Goldsman and Adam Brooks, uh, and it's based on on the novel Practical Magic by Alice Hoffman. Fun fact. <laughs> I didn't know it was a book. I also didn't know it was a book, oh. uh, but it is. Should we start a book club and then read it? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sally Owens, played by Sandra Bullock, fabulously, I might add, like iconically. Her hair, she's so uh, stunning in this movie. Stunning in like, this Like I think the one of the most beautiful characters she's ever played. I agree. Personally. Besides someone we'll get to. Later. Later. Uh, and Jillian Owens, uh, Nicole Kidman, who is also sitting in this movie. Uh, were born into a magical family and have mostly avoided witchcraft themselves until the two sisters are forced to use dark magic to cover up the murder of Jillian's abusive boyfriend. With a detective, Aiden Quinn, growing suspicious of their crime, the girls must once again use their magic to lift their family curse and save each other's lives. Mm -hmm. This is what we call a dramedy. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people look at it and they're like, oh, it's a rom-com. And I'm like, it's no, really not. It's not a rom-com. There's some dark shit in this movie. Absolutely. How do you feel about this movie? I love this movie. I think that rewatch, I will say rewatching it, mm-hmm. I understood why they call it like a cult film. Sure. Uh, because it's definitely like super specific and <laughs> I wouldn't say like it's a universally loved film. No, because I think a lot of people are like, <laughs> uh, what the it, fuck? <laughs> It has like like Faith Hill is on the soundtrack and you know like there's a love plot. Yep. <laughs> so um it's you know it is what it is but what I will say about this movie is um my favorite thing about it is the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listen to it and it totally brings me back to first watching the movie and anytime I hear like a Stevie Nicks song I think about this movie mm-hmm. um I think that the soundtrack itself like literally solidified this movie's place in like our society and our culture. Sure. Uh, so 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. For I me. know a lot, like quite a few people when they hear certain songs from this movie, they, they think of practical magic. Absolutely. And the scenes from it associated with the songs. You put the lime in the coconut. Yep. That's the one. Don't <laughs> sing too much. We got to pay money for that. That's very true. <laughs> but when you hear that song, I think about the midnight margarita scene. Absolutely. Like every single time. Every time. Which I heard heard rumor that they were actually drinking during that scene. Yes, that is actually a fun fact. They got uh, wasted during that scene. What I would give to get wasted with Stockard Channing and Diane Wiest. I agree. And Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock. Uh, Actually, you know, fun fact. They hired an actual witch as a consultant on Practical Magic. Are you kidding? And she uh, cursed them, allegedly. What? She allegedly cursed them. I need more details. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let me give them to you. Please. Uh, The making of Practical Magic got eerie when director Griffin Dunn hired a real witch to serve as a consultant 
In return for her services, she was paid a fee, put up in a nice hotel, and, you know, gussied up, I guess. <laughs> Dunn told Vulture that the witch surprised him with a phone call in which he she inexplicably demanded a percentage of the film's profits and an additional $250,000 in payment. What is that in 1990? I don't know. A fuck ton of money. Eight. A fuck ton of money. It doesn't. It doesn't Three matter. Three billion. It's a fuck ton of money to me now. <laughs> um, but you know, obviously, like the fucking producers didn't agree to this shit because mm-hmm. it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Uh, so it was said that the witch said she was going to put a curse on both the movie and its director. Wow. She later she later left Dunn a voicemail in which she threatened a land of curses and spoke in tongues. What did anything bad ever happen to him? No, she just okay. attempted to sue Warner Brothers and they like paid her to go away. All right. Well, that's fine. <laughs> End of the story. <laughs> I hope everyone got goosebumps. <laughs> um, were you aware that Evan Rachel Wood is in this movie? I was not. I was not what either. What does she play? She's the she's Sandra Bullock's daughter, the redheaded one. No fucking way. I have seen this movie probably 20 times and I didn't know that until this last time I had time no I idea. It. I love Evan Rachel Wood. She's fucking great. No idea she was in Practical Magic. No idea. Damn. You I learn know, something right? new every day. There are things about this movie, rewatching it as a 25-year-old, that I'm like, oh, this is ridiculous. And I mean, to be fair, it is a movie about magic, so That's there is true. an element Practical of ridiculous. Practical magic. But like things that are like like truly ridiculous, like Sandra Bullock runs, she runs everywhere in the movie. Did you notice that? I did. She doesn't walk <laughs> she anywhere. Doesn't walk. She, she doesn't runs. drive. She runs. It's kind of insane. She runs into town mm-hmm. and you and like they make it clear that like she doesn't live like right next to the town. No, she lives far. Far away. She, she fucking runs everywhere. This bitch. She her calves are probably made of steel. <laughs> I mean, she looks great running. That like one that scene towards the beginning of the movie where she's running down the hill followed by all the dogs behind her oh, yeah. to that get to her husband and the song iconic. This Kiss by Faith Hill is playing. <laughs> we can't sing it for you but it's a good one i would sing it for you but i'm not going to (laughs) also like that whole scene where um oh what's her i mean basically the actress who plays young sandra bullock is like creating her perfect man oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and she's like and his favorite shape will be a star (laughs) who the fuck cares about what their their partner's favorite shape will be it's only important because the man later ends up being a detective, so he has a star-shaped badge, mm. which I didn't know was a thing anymore. I thought that it's they not. only did that in the movies. That's just in the movies in, like, the West. In, like, like Toy the Wild Story. West. Howdy. I'm Woody. I'm Woody. Here's my star. <laughs> Write your name under my boot and call me yours. There's a snake in my pantaloons for you. That's what the detective said to Sandra Bullock, and that's how they fell in love in this movie. <laughs> Spoiler: Sandra Bullock and the detective fall in love. They because do. He has like all of her requirements. Like his favorite shape is a star. He has one brown eye and one blue. Mm-hmm. He's incredibly kind. He can flip pancakes all the way in the air, and he coincidentally <laughs> has all of these qualities. Coincidentally, I think not. <laughs> it's magic. It's magic. Oh. Oh, it's magic. Oh, oh it's enough. 
<laughs> but I mean, the, they had to do that though because the love story in this movie is entirely undeveloped. It's totally. So they had to say like, well, they of course they're in love because he meets all of these requirements. That's and true. And that's how they get away with not developing the love story. I guess it's true. You're right. <laughs> I just like this movie. It's not a movie where I'm like, oh, Sandra Bullock is an actress. Blah 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 blah. She's just like she has so much heart as a performer. Yeah, she commits. She really, really, really commits. Like the scene towards the end where uh, Nicole Kidman is taken over by the demon of her ex-boyfriend, Johnny, Jimmy, Uh, Jimmy Angelove. Jimmy. I think it's Jimmy. It's Jimmy. Anyway, um, his demon has like taken over her body and they're like holding hands through the witch's circle and talking about how they have to die together and how Jillian can't die that day. And Sandra, it, she, it, she's so, makes me so sad. It's mm-hmm. like such a sweet performance from her. Sweet girl. If you just like want a sweet little witchy film. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to know what people watch around like Halloween time. That, Even though that, it's not a Halloween it's movie. It's not a Halloween movie, but <laughs> it's for just some about reason, witches. Everyone watches it around Halloween time. The last scene is Halloween. This last scene is when they Halloween. jump off the roof. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, fun fact if you want to buy this mansion, you can't. You cannot buy the Owens mansion. It's fake. I know this because Barbara Streisand tried to buy it. <laughs> failed and uh they had to fucking tell Bar- barbara streisand that the mansion didn't fucking exist on the inside you can't have everything babs i'm so mm-hmm. sorry i'm sorry babby yeah poor bab i know um <laughs> that's practical magic yeah, we love that movie it's a really cute movie it's adorable i wouldn't say that it's like a filmy film it's got some fun fun special effects though i will say <laughs> yeah. like when his boots sink into the ground <laughs> yeah and when his spirit comes out <laughs> comes out of his body and he's like looming over it's uh, um, kind of intense <laughs> it, if you're scared by like demon shit uh don't watch this movie if you're scared of demons maybe don't watch it or maybe do i'm not telling you it. i'm not your mom no you're not <laughs> anyway <laughs> so now we're gonna get into our third and finer finer Final. Wow. And also a finer film in a way of we're three, never I would say. <laughs> um Miss Congeniality. Oh, Miss Everyone's fave Sandra Bullock performance. She's I mean, beauty and she's grace. She's Miss United <laughs> States. So good. Okay. You want to know what Miss Congeniality is about, Monica? Tell me what Miss Congeniality is all about, Jessica. So this is a film made in the year 2000. 2000. Directed by Donald Petrie. Written by Mark Lawrence, Katie Ford, and Karen Lucas also produced by Sandra Bullock. Sandra fucking Bullock. Didn't you have a fun fact about why she produced this movie, Monica? I did. Can you tell me? Uh, she produced this movie because Speed 2 didn't do well. And she produced that, right? <laughs> she produced Speed 2. Yeah. Well, thank God she went on to produce Miss Congeniality because what a good fucking movie. Truly. So, summary of this movie. When a terrorist threatens to bomb the Miss United States pageant, the FBI sends agent Gracie Hart, played by Sandra Bullock, undercover as a contestant. Unfortunately, Gracie lacks the refinement and traditional femininity of a beauty pageant contestant and must overcome her personal and physical limitations to fit in and save her fellow contestants. Damn. This is like a little bit of an action movie with a comedy, with a rom-comedy twist. What do you think? I agree. I think that I think the majority of this movie is just an action movie slash uh, I would call it like a fish out of water. Yeah. Like comedy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there there's the romantic aspect of it. You know, sure. You love me. 
You want to kiss me? You mm-hmm. think I'm gorgeous? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, My mom used to quote that all the time. Everyone's mom used to quote everyone. That all the time. I'm pretty sure that this was the first Sandra Bullock movie I ever saw. This is the first Sandy B movie I ever saw. I also really love this movie and it feels very nostalgic for me because I was five when it came out. So it literally feels nostalgic because I was a child, but also because my nanny bears a striking resemblance to Sandra Bullock. No freaking way. And so whenever I see Sandra Bullock in a movie, especially this movie, because I used to watch it with my nanny, I would always be like, oh, makes me think of her. How sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Um... For me, I mean, I mean, I fucking love this movie, and the it's good. Uh, the title of it's this episode movie. is um, that's one really purple Russian sir, <laughs> which is the uh, one of one of the one most of the iconic lines. lines in this fucking movie. Where at the beginning, Sandra Bullock's character, Agent Gracie Hart, she is like undercover at this like what is it, like a Chinese restaurant, Russian restaurant, Russian restaurant. Yeah, that's why there's a bunch of Russians in there. Remember. They're all Russian. She's reading a Russian language book. Yes. And then she hugs the waitress and she says, this was just really good borscht. <laughs> She's like, this yes. borscht. <laughs> I don't, I don't mean like, I'm just, I'm just hung up on the fact that I thought it was a Chinese restaurant, but it's 100% a Russian restaurant. Monica's entire memory of this movie has just been shattered. It has not. It's definitely a Russian restaurant. Um, but anyway, this Russian guy starts like choking. Yeah. I think it's like a mobster or something yeah, like that. Like Russian mobster. And she, uh, her like boss from the FBI is like, like, don't like, don't do anything to help save him. Like, like this is our mission. Stick to the fucking mission. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's one really purple Russian, sir. <laughs> and then she goes no he's not gonna die this way Mm -hmm. and then she saves his life and then and gets fucked for it and then someone else gets shot yeah they do live but still but still she like causes one of like her own men to get shot yeah yeah there are a couple like tropes in this movie that i'm not super fond of but then again it was the year 2000 so i can't be like super mad at it was the year of tropes i just i really resent the fact that this movie's enforcing that every like unkempt girl has frizzy hair i agree i mean Yes, I have frizzy hair. I I also have frizzy hair, but I would argue I'm not an unkempt girl. I agree. You know, it I just, agree. That shit happens. I agree. You got flyaways. What you gonna do about it? Use a toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> it also does that this that thing that they do in like Clueless as well. Where it has this like mystery computer software that somehow uh, uh. is like crazy advanced. Like they have this software that takes it. They're they're trying to like they're photoshopping um, instantaneously. By the way, yeah, instantaneously photoshopping outfits from a doll website onto various agents, and, and like, they somehow have shots of the agents also in their underwear and how the garment would look perfectly fitting their body exactly. <laughs> Which, eh. and it just like immediately renders itself on the screen perfectly. <laughs> when they when they show uh, Sandra Bullock's character Gracie, uh, like pop up, like the big reveal that she's hot, wink, wink, wonk, wonk. Yeah, is they put like the outfit on her and they're like, whoa, yeah, in the software, in the software, to not be clear, her. not in real life. <laughs> they don't undress her at work and like put an and outfit like, on her. Ooh, look at her body. And I'm like, how the <laughs> fuck would this software know what her body looks exactly. like? Not only that, but like, what the fuck? She's standing right there. Yeah. Like she very clearly has a body and yeah. is like 
agile. She's in the fucking FBI. What I will say, Sandra Bullock plays like the the more like masculine woman really well. Super, super well. Even in movies where like she is a very f- traditionally feminine mm-hmm, woman, mm-hmm. she still has like, like I'm a powerful bitch. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Like in behind the everything. Yeah. In the proposal, even in the blind side, like that's her character, that's even true. though she's supposed to be this really like feminine, like Southern mother, you know? That's very true. Yeah. But um, I appreciate that in her. I think that it's like a fat ass trope. Like it's not, uh, you know, it's, it's like a stereotype. Sure. But I think that she does it really well. And that's just because she's a good actor in uh, an interesting movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to not say anything bad about this movie because I fucking love this movie. <laughs> I love this movie, but then there are things where you're like, it's one of those movies that has a giant makeover scene and all of a sudden she's somehow a completely different person. Completely different. Like, even though she They looks- show that she doesn't know how to fucking walk in normal shoes and then she gets a makeover and all of a sudden she's capable of walking in stilettos. I know. Like, like she, she does trip, but she knows how to walk most of the time. Like, that scene where, like, they, like, open up the fucking airplane hangar and she's, like, walking out in that, like, really tight purple dress Mm-hmm. So like, like you know the scene. heels and her hair is like perfect and uh-huh. like like you know her boobs are like perked up all of it the whole nine fucking yards yeah and she walks out like she owns the fucking place i would be like walking out in like a robe i, I know would be like, i don't like, want to look at me <laughs> i don't want to do that <laughs> um but she does it really really well and i think that she's a she's really good at balancing both like masculine feminine uh, a little bit more bossy, a little bit like more reserved, like both things very well. No, totally. <laughs> Something about, that, about this movie that I didn't really like realize until this last time that I watched it is that I used to be like fully on the side of Michael Caine for like my, 90% of the movie. I was like, yeah, she is like fucking disgusting. She looks yep. like she was raised by wolves, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And then in this one, I was like, he's so rude. I know. And he says that he's allowed. He li- like there's a conversation that they have. It's where um she's wearing the blue dress and she's hiding the donuts in her dress. Oh yeah. How did she do that without well, staining the fucking dress? Well, first they're plastic. You can hear I the know. beads rub against the plastic donut when she pulls it out of her boobs. Jesus <laughs> fuck. But Mike they have a conversation. They're like fighting and Michael Caine is basically saying like I'm a grumpy old man and that's why I get to be mean. And I'm like, okay, why is that an excuse? But Sandra Bullock is a fucking FBI agent and she's not allowed to be the way that she is. That's true. He's just rude. He's so rude. He's fucking rude. I do love him though in this movie. Oh, he's, he's so, so good. good. The part where <laughs> the part where he's trying to get uh Benjamin Bratt backstage, who yeah. plays uh, Agent Matthews, is that his yeah, name? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Trying to get him backstage and he pretends that uh they're lovers and he's like, Come with me, muffin. It's <laughs> so good. <laughs> Yeah, Benjamin Bratt in this movie is so good. Yeah, love him. Yeah, he's a he's he's a hot cake in this film. Yeah, there, I fucking love this movie. It's so funny. It's so good. It has a lot of like really iconic imagery as well. Like when uh, Cheryl, the girl who Miss Rhode mm-hmm. Island, wins, but then she gets her tiara ripped off and she's standing there crying with her mouth wide open <laughs> that's a meme i feel like i've seen that meme yep. ev- like yep. it's everywhere mm-hmm. still and it's 20 years ago absolutely but there's also a lot of like hypocrisy in this movie and inconsistencies with you know story like the fbi <laughs> that's so true the head of the fbi is literally like go undercover and report back 
And then she does. And then they're like, you're full of shit. You're taken off the case. That's so true. (laughs) (laughs) It makes no sense. But she does save the day and she also wins Miss Congeniality. I know. And also, can we just talk about like another iconic line in this movie Mm -hmm. where they're like, what's what's your perfect date? Oh, my God. She's like, April 25th, because it's not too hot and it's not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently, that was a real answer. That was a real answer that a contestant gave oh, once. Oh, it's so good. That actress, I always forget her name. I always forget her name. She's, but in, she's in so in much shit yeah. in like really bit parts. Like she was in You've Got Mail and she was in um, Two Weeks Notice also with Sandra Bullock. And she was in Bewitched with Nicole Kidman. Like she's in so much. She's so funny as these little like bit one-off characters. characters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I really love her. Not enough to know her name apparently, but I, I do know. <laughs> Listen, I want to walk into a bar and ask for a pint and have them hand me a, a, a pint of pin, Ben and Jerry's. Yes. I'd love that for myself. Will Absolutely. that ever happen? No, that only happens in Sandy B's world. <laughs> I love I love that scene when she just has all the ice cream in her teeth and fucking Eric Matthews' like, girlfriend walks over to her. Yeah, she's an undergrad from Vassar. Yeah, she's like, do they make all female agents wear really masculine shoes? And Sandra Bullock just like has ice cream all over her teeth and just looks down and she's like, no. (laughs) It's so good. You got to watch it. Also watch the sequel. Maybe that's an unpopular opinion. No, don't watch the sequel. Are you Regina King is in that movie. That is true. I and will she say, in, she is amazing. Yes. Also, William Shatner. I mean, he's, he really shines in the first one, but he really <laughs> shines in the second one. Stan Fields is a, an incredibly written character. She's beauty and she's grace. Yeah. She's a Miss United States. <laughs> <laughs> she's a friend of everyone she meets and things are blowing up behind him and he won't stop. Fucking oblivious bloke. <laughs> Also another daddy in this movie, Candace Bergen. We can't forget her. Can't forget her. We can't her. just say, we can't talk about this movie and not mention her. She's stunning. Yes. And that that shot that everyone knows when she stands up in the like conference room of the fucking Miss United States, whatever the fuck organization. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. They're in some conference room and she stands up and there's a picture of a pageant like winner behind her and the crown like perfectly lines up with her head. And you're it's just like, perfect. oh, this is the intro to this character. I'm on board. I'm ready. <laughs> I want all of her. <laughs> <laughs> and she's the villain, which makes it so much better. I know. It's perfect. Yeah. Although her motivations were mm, interesting. Kind of weird where she's just like, I, you don't respect pageants. <laughs> what a dumb. What a dumb reason. <laughs> what a dumb reason. <laughs> and she makes her son commit the crime for her. I know. Her. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of the relationship between... Uh, not to get too into TV here. Sure. But her relationship reminds me of like the relationship between Buster and uh, his mom in Arrested Development. Oh, I do not Buster watch that show. I'm so sorry. That's okay. I've seen a few episodes, but it's something I gotta watch. Right. But it definitely <laughs> reminds me of the relationship between Buster and Lucille in mm. Arrested Development. And it's very funny. And she has zero respect for her son. And that's also <laughs> very funny. <laughs> oh yeah we love miss congeniality you I, I think that's like what made sandra bullock like a household name i agree this is just an iconic film i don't think that there's anything about this film 
that doesn't scream like 2000. Yeah. Like this is a period piece. Mm -hmm. Also, she's fucking hot in this movie. That's very true. She looks bomb. She looks bomb in this movie. When she she complains about having to wear a bikini for the bathing suit section, but like. Yeah, girl, you wear that bikini. You wear that bikini. You Why don't I have to wear a two-piece when everyone else is wearing a one-piece? Because you got a rockin' bod, Sandy B. Yeah, bitch, that's what the FBI does to you. <laughs> they give you those abs. Yes, baby. So I think that concludes Miss Congeniality. Yes, it does. Some of you might be asking, though, like... Why are we talking about roles that she like won awards for? Uh, the reason is... <laughs> or like the movie itself was nominated. For example, <sighs> Gravity. Uh, we. I mean, I said I won't. I won't watch that movie because I hate space. I'm so sorry. I'll watch it. I'll watch it for you guys. I'll give you a a, a, a review later. <laughs> Monica will do a one off bonus oh, episode where yeah. she just tells you what she thinks about gravity. <laughs> It'll happen. <laughs> it's um, what the people want, really. And we're not reviewing The Blind Side because in these times, it's you know that that movie came out in I think 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, she and- won an Oscar. She won an Oscar and she deserved it. She's incredibly good in that film. It was a beautiful, beautifully made film. Uh, and she acted the shit out of that role. Mm-hmm. I just, we we just think that now is not a good time to re- be reviewing that. A white of, savior movie. A white savior movie uh, that's a little problematic and not necessarily reflective of how we feel. Yeah. I think we can recognize her performance was incredible and also be like, well, it was a true story. So like, I guess that's what happened. But also I think there might've been a more interesting way um, and a more fair way to tell the story. I don't know. Maybe that's just us. Maybe from his perspective or something. Maybe. Um, That doesn't discount her performance. It's just not what we felt like talking about. Exactly. Because we had to talk about speed, obviously. (sighs) Yeah, we did. Uh, and you know we, we love the proposal. The proposal is a fantastic. Yeah, film. the proposal almost made the cut. That if you're looking for one of Sandra Bullock's like best uh, best, best comedies, yeah. mm-hmm. or where she has her best like where her comedic timing really shines, mm-hmm. and her and Ryan Reynolds like bounce off of each other like a so really well. like well oiled machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a real honorable mention for us. Mm-hmm. You gotta. We would have included it, but we wanted a good roster of like very different films that she's done. Yeah, because she does have a lot of range. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people dismiss her as like, oh, she's just like she's a good actress, and like there's nothing special about her. But I'm like, I think being someone who can adapt like that is something special. Agreed. Yeah, which is why we wanted to showcase her range versus uh, a little bit more of the popular films that we also love. Yeah, don't get us wrong, but um, I mean these were also popular. It's just like there are some others that I think way. people might come to mind yeah. when they think of her. Yeah, but yeah. Um, maybe we'll talk about other ones. Sandy B has a has a long roster of films. But maybe for someday. Now, uh, enjoy what you just heard. Yeah, stew in it. So, Monica, what have you been dabbling in? I recently got this book called Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat, uh, which inspired the mm-hmm. Netflix documentary series of the same name, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking good. Um, it's yeah. like the basics of cooking. As you guys all know, I'm a big fan of cooking. It's by Samin Nosrat. Nosrat. It's really fucking good. Love it. Um, it's just fun to flip through and like learn new techniques and... Um, I, I hear she's writing a new book, so I'm, I'm really fucking excited about that. I'm also excited to make a big lasagna. Did you hear her episode of Armchair Expert? 
I have not. It's one of the best episodes I've heard. Um, And she talks like she's so passionate about all kinds of cooking, not just like gourmet cooking. Right. And so she's like really into home cooking and like like weird shit that people put together when they're just like have a hankering for something like random. Like Dax tells a story about how he made like toast with covered in like liquid cheese and like beans and shit. And she's like, she's so like into it. And she's like, yeah, like tell me like, how was it? You know, like she doesn't discount anything, which I think is um, really rare with like chefs. I agree. I mean, I mean, in a way it's very similar to like us. We don't necessarily discount films Mm -mm. for not being too filmy. No. So (laughs) uh, it's a good philosophy to share. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, that, that's sort of what I've been dabbling in. What have, what have you been dabbling in? Um, okay. I've been dabbling in, uh, employment, Monica, cause I got a job this week. Although I wouldn't say you've dabbled in employment, (laughs) but I'm glad it's, it it is your, it is your dabble. Yeah, it is now my dabble, my main, uh, now I guess this would be what I dabble in. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's okay. We're still going to crank them out. Are you excited? I am excited. I'm very excited to be doing something, especially in quarantine, that um, is in a field I am passionate about. And what field is that? Um, I really love fashion, but specifically plus size fashion. Plus very size into fashion. all of that. And I never thought that I would be able to get my foot in the door. But how wrong I was. So here I am. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. It'll be it'll be fun. I can't wait for you to put your USC degree to good <laughs> my use. theater degree to put to use at a social media position. Me it too. is what it, it ease what it ease. <laughs> no, I did minor in communication, so something See? will come in handy. Exactly, that's what's up. Yeah, girl. Um. Okay, so Monica and I have a new call to action because not that many people are asking us questions. I mean, all the questions that we've answered have mm-hmm. been real. Yeah. But we need more. We need more. So first of all, ask us more questions. You could ask me, ask me fucking anything. Ask us anything. Tr- re- literally anything. Um, if you're having trouble with your boyfriend or girlfriend or significant other. Yeah. Tell us. If you want, like I said before, if you want a movie suggestion, if you're like, I really love this actor, but I've only seen like a few things. What do you think is something I really need to watch by them? Um, if you want to know if you're supported in your loving of Adam Sandler, like ask us that question. Yeah, to- and, uh, the answer is yes, but like yes. we'll go more in depth if you ask the question. Exactly. So Monica and I were thinking like, what is something else that we could have people tell us? And then I was like, well, what is this podcast all about? It's about daddies, is it not, Monica? Mm-hmm. And so we want to know, we want to hear a story about when you got to meet a real life, uh, a daddy in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, because Monica and I both have stories of our own, which we're we're gonna tell you, so you have a little example. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell me, Monica? I would love to tell you my story. Okay, please. Um, the daddy that I met mm-hmm. was Nathan Lane. Oh my God! I know. Hashtag blessed. We love him. Uh, for those of you who don't know Nathan Lane, you definitely know his voice because he voiced the meerkat Timon mm-hmm. in The Lion King. Um, he's also in The Producers. Yeah. And Birdcage. Big uh, Broadway baby. Big Broadway star. Um, And I just, I love him. He has such a recognizable figure and face mm-hmm. and voice. Um, And he, um, I was working in a uh, nail salon at the time mm-hmm. in Beverly Hills. And he came in and I was getting my pedicure done. 
like my employee pedicure mm-hmm. and he came in and sat right next to me and we just started talking what did you talk about um at first he showed me a tweet oh my god <laughs> and i was, was like, he like hi i'm nathan lane look at my tweet no he was just like oh like how was your day <laughs> and i was like oh it's really good and like i think he didn't like understand that like i knew who he was i think he like thought he had some anonymity because i wasn't saying anything got it and he was like oh yeah blah 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 blah. and he was just like talking to me about his day and like traffic and like all this shit and he was like and he was like no (laughs) like i love he's like i love coming here because like they really know how to do my pedicures really well oh my god um he was so nice and he was wearing a fedora oh and glasses and he was wearing glasses i hate fedoras but very sweet on him yeah shorts uh sandals a fedora and glasses wow mm-hmm. but we love him um and the the tweet was like a like picture of a tweet by the way oh like a meme that's so cute that's my like fondest memory nathan we love nathan lane oh that's so sweet he's so good in birdcage he's so good in so general good he has a really fun subplot in uh sex in the city oh yes he does <laughs> i fucking love oh so good yeah <laughs> I think it's in like season six or maybe five. I think uh, it's five. It's whatever the season where Carrie gets her short haircut. That's season five. Yeah. And uh, he's just like a friend of a, he's like the husband of a friend, but he's very clearly like a gay man. He's 100% a gay man. And, but he's like marrying their female friend. It's it's very funny. And they're like. Recommend watching it. Uh, he's gay. Question mark, question mark, question mark. But they like go to his wedding. They have a baby. I like know. It's 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 a whole it's insane. really funny it's really fucking funny um okay yeah anyway jessica mm-hmm. what daddy have you met okay i've met a couple daddies in my time okay top daddy but this is my top like like this story i think is the best of all, all of them um so i like physically ran into tim allen once <gasps> shut up <laughs> the santa claus the santa claus the i was also like steve no scott calvin scott calvin himself i was pr- i think i was like seven or eight years old so like oh my god prime time to meet prime santa claus time. and i don't remember where like what city i mean we we're in la somewhere in la i don't remember exactly where but my brother my brother's a musician and at the time he was like super into playing every single fucking instrument oh my god and so my dad had taken my brother and i to like a music shop where i think they were thinking about my brother getting lessons or we were like picking up an instrument something was going on we were there and i was like walking around the store and there was like a a doorway to a back hallway and i like run into someone because i was looking at the ground and i look up and I remember it so vividly. I like stare straight in the air and Tim Allen is just standing right in front of me. Yes. And I lost my mind and just like ran behind my dad's I legs. I lose my mind. Are you <laughs> kidding me? And the, he, he just like started talking to the shop owners and he was like, oh, okay, I'll be back to pick up. Uh, I don't remember if he has a daughter or a son or both. Whatever. But he was dropping his kid off for like drum lessons or something. Jesus Christ. And he's like, I'll be back to pick him up in like an hour. And they were like, okay, bye, Tim. And he was just in front of me. And I remember being with my dad and being like, oh my God, that's the Santa Claus. The voice of Buzz Lightyear. Which is still, that's still my favorite Christmas movie is the Santa Claus. Okay, I was going to say Toy Story. (laughs) No, I know. uh, He's my favorite because of the Santa Claus. I'm so sorry. I, okay, I I fucking love the Santa Claus. He is the voice of Buzz Lightyear, obviously. But but also also the santa the trilogy the fucking trilogy say what you want about the sequel but uh i think they're good 
I mean, the last one is l- so bad, but Martin Short is not it. Exactly. So it's very good. Mm. <laughs> you have to watch it. Anyway, that's my story about meeting a daddy. Um, and we want to hear yours. I want to hear about how you fucking, I don't know, served a drink to <sighs> Tony Hale. Tony Hale or something. I don't know. Or you ran into some like Nicolas Cage on the subway. I don't fucking know. Or like Meryl Streep. Have you met Meryl Streep? I doubt you have. I don't She's think a anyone has. Woman. She's very private. I know. Uh, <laughs> who else? Mm. I sat behind Billy Crystal once at a Clippers game. Holy shit. I didn't get to meet him, but I was starstruck just from the back of his head. Oh, yes. <laughs> so yeah, send it to us at John Favreau is allegedly my daddy at gmail.com or yeah. DM us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> did we have a question for this week monica we did have a question for oh. this week are you ready yeah i'm ready from another anonymous annie or anonymous arthur okay my boyfriend recently gave me shit for liking rom-coms how do you argue for them in a world that doesn't appreciate them as much as they did in 2005 break up with your boyfriend we feel you <laughs> anonymous annie or arthur hashtag dump him don't dump him. <laughs> um, I I think that the rom com, first of all, the rom com is dead. the The rom com <laughs> that we know and love is dead. Now they're all these like really like Netflix like original <sighs> like soda pop really heavily like saturated dumb movies on Netflix, with the exception of like three. That's true. I don't know. I what I will say about this is. The rom-com that we know, that we love, Mm -hmm. does not exist anymore. Okay, that's fine. But they exist somewhere. Yeah. And you can watch them whenever you want. And I will say, I would withhold fun times. (laughs) Are you saying don't fuck your boyfriend if he doesn't like (laughs) rom-coms? Bad advice. (laughs) This is my advice. (laughs) Guys, you know what? Listen, Don't have sex with your boyfriend until he watches When Harry Met Sally. Oh, he has to watch When Harry Met Sally. <laughs> That's a good fucking movie. I would argue that that you can't even classify that as just a rom-com. It's, not, it's so it's much a, more. It's a filmy film. It's, yeah, it's, it's, that's an incredible movie. Um, More like, like, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yeah. What I would say is that, like, have a conversation with your significant other about how, because I'm assuming that you're willing to watch the movies they want to watch. Um, I'm assuming so yeah if that's the case I would just be like hey so you really like these movies and like they're not necessarily what I love but I watch them because I know you want to watch them so like would you just give this movie a try and if they don't I think that's more telling about who the person you're dating is also anonymous Arthur or anonymous Annie's asking for an argument Mm -hmm. like for rom-coms in general do we have one Uh, they're just good. Like, yeah, I don't I don't have an argument beyond the fact that they're just good. And that I think I think it's an argument that we have about this entire podcast in general is that movies don't have to be a certain way to be considered good just because you think that like love and laughter are, quote unquote, make for bad movies. Like that's that's not that's simply not true. A movie can be light and it can also be really good. Right. And also, good writers write rom-coms. Nora Ephron wrote rom-coms. Like, and she's, she's a great writer. Good, yeah. Like, you know, there are really good ones. I think um, if you have that argument, I think that that has. I think that argument has legs. But I think it has legs. 
I do, I have encountered plenty of people, mainly like film boys, mm-hmm. who are like, well, yeah, but it, you know, it's not. It's not like a film. It's yeah. Like, it's like a, a popcorn. They call it like a popcorn movie. Yeah. Um, the, okay. Here's my argument for the rom-com. Like, like the, the 2000s rom-com, mm-hmm. right? Or the 1990s rom Any rom-com, honestly. Like, I guess pre, I don't know, 2011 or some shit. Sure. The reason that I love rom-coms so mm-hmm. much, and specifically, like, the ones from this era, are because, like, they are stories about real people mm-hmm. that are relatable. So, like, the underdog or, you know, the girl who never gets the guy or the girl who has X problem or the guy who has X problem. Yeah. Some, some of these rom-coms are about guys. And... The reason why I think it works is like it tells like such a human story. Like everyone wants to fall in love. I mean, not everyone, but like it's a it's really universal. A lot of people love love. Mm-hmm. And why not tell those stories? And why does it have to matter whether or not there's like a pink Barbie dream house at the end of it? Who cares? Yeah. Right. Like wh- how is it? How is, you know, 13 going on 30 a bad film when it is just good it's good storytelling yeah and really good actors and great actors and and in the end so what that they that they both eat razzles and like chill on on the porch of their pink house like it's romantic and it's fun and it's happy and it's lighthearted and i think a lot of people really miss that about films because they're just so they're they're really overly produced and saturated Mm -hmm. and crazy right now and i think that you know, I, I watch rom-coms to get back to that, to get back to like more human stories, you know, where like the biggest issue is that a boy won't call you back. Mm-hmm. Right. Versus watching movies where the problem is like global. You know, sure. <laughs> I recently watched Contagion and I'm like, <laughs> fuck, dude, I need to watch like you've got mail after this. Yeah, I think there's a common misconception that like uncomplicated romance is not good. Isn't good. Mm-hmm. But it is. Yeah. It is. And also older rom-coms, like I would say pre like 2010. Yeah. Um, mostly before that, but pre 2010, really huge actors did Enormous. rom-coms. Yeah. And it wasn't that big of a deal. Matthew that was- McConaughey did rom-coms. Yeah. Meryl Streep did rom-coms. Yeah. Billy Crystal does rom-coms. Yep. Tom, ha- Tom fucking Hanks Tom is in rom-coms. Fucking Hanks. Like those people saw value in those scripts to an extent they might not anymore i don't know but like they did at one time so like why can't you give it a shot exactly you know um i'll you know i will i will definitely fight for the rom-com until the day i die i think that it's definitely obviously the rom-com that we know and love doesn't exist anymore i have faith that it will come back Mm -hmm. you know i think we're slowly getting there um with being able to tell uh, quote-unquote smaller stories more often um because of you know streaming and whatnot so i'm i'm keeping my fingers and my toesies crossed hell yeah those are the arguments for you friend (laughs) you know live long and prosper got into the void but also if your boyfriend is being rude about you liking a movie like check him yeah check that check him that's the hot advice we're giving yeah that's that's the piping hot advice but yeah all right all right well you know what that's what also what i think that like john favreau would say me too so we gave you exactly what john would give you if you walked up to him and asked that's what i imagine or maybe he's like fuck rom-com i know maybe (laughs) (laughs) although he wrote elf or not wrote elf he directed elf so yeah is that a rom-com i mean there's zoe dishanel would beg to differ there is a a romance (laughs) (laughs) it's a christmas movie but anyway 
Um, don't sue us, Daddy Favreau. Don't sue us, Daddy Favreau. We love you. We love you. I love you. I love you too, Monica. Bye. Have a good day. Farewell. Bye.